And welcome in to episode 004 of Fatal to Prejudice. Uh, I got my buddy here, Denzel. Um, hey. Welcome. Yes, yes, I'm glad to be here. It's my pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. Of course. Yes. I'm very excited to get into this episode with you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, We've known each other for about 10 years now. Yeah, uh, going since, on since 2012, close to the end of 2012. Yeah. Uh, we met my freshman year of college, your sophomore year of college. Yes, yes. It was a yeah. weird year. Yes. It was, you were a, you were going to, you were pledging. You were pledging, right? To, for the fraternity. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Uh, so I got another fraternity brother here. <laughs> <laughs> this is the third one. Uh we all got cool cool stories. Who was so. the second one? I already know the first one. Who was the second one? Uh the second one is Jojo. Uh that's that's what he wanted to remain name at named Jojo. as. Okay. Well, yeah. I don't know who that is, so I'm trying to think who would, is that like a nickname or that was that's, that's the name they chose. That's the name he wanted to be referred to as. And that just means we, I gotta listen to your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Check out uh episode zero zero three. All right. I will. You yeah. do too, people. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, all right, interesting. So you grew up here in the Columbus area. Yes. Uh in a little more of a I guess rougher neighborhood. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. In the Whitehall area? Yeah, people say it's rough. I don't think it's rough. I mean, but you, you never really you never really realize, like, I guess how rough your neighborhood was if you're living in it. So, like, when people tell me, like, Whitehall's rough, I'm like, are you sure? You're talking <laughs> about Whitehall? I mean, <clears throat> it's ghetto. I will say it's ghetto. There's some ghetto people in Whitehall, and ghetto people do ghetto things. And I also think we are around, like, the four main streets, you know, so, like, mm -hmm. Livingston, Maine, Hamilton, Broad. So I think with that traffic, you get a lot of strange activities, you know, yeah. coming through there. So, yeah. But, yes. You grew up there. Yeah. Uh, you were saying earlier when we were chit-chatting, um, I didn't know this, that you grew up with uh, your grandparents to start off uh your life right yes yes i was uh first me and my mom <clears throat> were because i'm a i'm the firstborn uh, um it's me and my sister and i'm older i'm the oldest i'm the oldest you hear me yeah okay and um yeah so we first lived with my grandma until you know not for too long maybe like two years and then we uh two or three years and then we moved into my mom's first apartment and that was in Whitehall so um I lived with my grandma on Elaine um in Columbus area yep so that was a, now that area was rough now I will say that is a rough area yeah Elaine um there was a lot of gang activity growing up and the, I was going to Shady Lane as well and um this the school was it was a r rough school too so i will say that i think um when i moved to whitehall and i actually went to whitehall schools that was a breath of fresh air like it was a lot of diversity a lot of 
open-minded more open-minded people there i guess so mm-hmm. i don't know it was just different they definitely different do you remember like going to both of those schools like how well do you remember going to those i m- remember them very well yeah like, yeah like um shady lane was bigger than whitehall i went to beachwood that's a school elementary school in whitehall but I was going to Shady Lane first, um, elementary. I went through. I went from K to fourth grade, and um, it was it was um, just a lot of bullying. Whether it's in school, whether it was on the bus, it was just a lot of just like a lot of fights there was a lot I did a lot of fighting there so yeah so and I didn't understand I felt like why doesn't anybody like me (laughs) you know and then I went to Whitehall and it's just like everybody was chill no one was trying to fight everybody was just trying to you know be kids you know obviously there was some fights and stuff like that right but um it wasn't as bad as it was in Shady Lane there were people just like picking on you because you're different than them or I mean, like what i think it was just like kids being kids and okay. i didn't have a lot of confidence growing back i mean um back then i didn't have a lot of confidence growing up um so i think when you get bullied and they see it affects you mm-hmm. you're become a target and i think going to a new school even though i was nervous it was like before I went to that school, I had friends in the neighborhood going to Beachwood where I didn't have friends in the neighborhood going to Shady Lane because I didn't live in that area. I lived in Whitehall and I would just go from Whitehall. My mom would wake me up at like five in the morning to go to my grandma's house to go to Shady Lane until they somehow found out we were doing that and made me <laughs> go to Beachwood, start going to Whitehall schools. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's kind of rude of them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> But no, it was the best thing that, I mean, it's one of the best things that happened to me, so. That's good then. Yeah, I actually got a better education, actually was able to focus. Yeah. So, um, was there any, like, crazy things that happened to you in either of those schools? Like, was there a massive fight that broke out or something? Like, um, no, I won't say anything crazy. Um, like I said, there was a lot more friends in white, I mean, in Beachwood because mm-hmm. I did baseball right before I went to Beachwood. And so I met a lot of the people there and met a lot of my friends there. So nothing crazy. I mean, I think crazy stuff start happening like in middle school, high school when, you know, puberty hits and <laughs> <laughs> people start getting weird, <laughs> strange, oh, yeah. you know? So, yeah. But um, I just like high school. There was a uh, a huge girl fight in front of like the school, like all all black girls. I will say that <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah. There was I don't know if they were fighting over a guy or they just didn't like. I don't know if it was a. I know there was a different group of girls fighting each other. You know, so yeah. it's just like girls on one side and it's like two different cliques yeah. fighting each other. Yeah, it was like almost like the last day of school. Everybody was talking about it. I remember getting there late because you know I was 
a bad test taker, so I was getting done with my <laughs> test late. But I remember coming outside and just police, cops everywhere, girls wow. on the ground, girls bleeding. It was pretty big. It was a pretty big deal. That sounds rough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was known. So, um, but other than that, nothing super crazy happened in high school. I just I I was a floater. I guess I would say I floated from who I was in the mood to hang out with that time that <laughs> during that time you know i had definitely some good friends that i remember to this day that was still like that are embedded in my mind but like towards the end i kind of just floated around because people change and mm-hmm. you start to realize who you are yeah yeah for sure yeah. and uh i've always thought of you as someone who doesn't pick just like a friend group you're like you're you are a floater where you you have all the friend groups yeah. right yeah. you don't you don't gravitate to one like i guess stereotype or click or anything you just yeah. all over right share the love you know it's yeah it's rude to just be secluded i understand clicks and groups you know you've mm-hmm. got a common person but also like it's good to understand other people and yeah. just like get to know other people because you never know, like, what you learn from people, even if, like, mm-hmm. they're not your cup of tea or a person that you like to be around or enjoy being around. You always learn something from somebody, negative and bad. I mean, that's the same thing, negative <laughs> and positive. <laughs> negative <laughs> and positive, yeah. Um, I, I found that, like, I learned that from you early on in our friendship, and <laughs> I found it, like, so cool that you learned that early in life. Is that... Is that something that you learned, like, in high school, middle school? Like, do you remember learning that, that like, life lesson and carrying it to today? I just remember, like, as a kid, always just having this strong sense of just, like, people, like, loving people and um, sympathy. I always mm-hmm. had this strong like sympathetic spirit mm-hmm. on me and um I think I went between knowing like okay I'm sympathetic and then that going away to like oh I don't trust anybody and then realizing like that you cannot put any expectations on people and when I learned that I think it would allow me to be patient with people and actually like Oh, like get to know people and see like people no matter how bad their life is or who they are Mm -hmm. they have something to offer everybody has something to offer yeah Yeah. now along with that do you have the do you have that thought of like people are in your life for a reason like there's a life lesson with everyone yeah I believe it you I believe everything that happens in your life is for a reason yeah, I'm one of those people. So yeah. I'm like, even if you trip on the street, it was for a reason, you know. <laughs> like, but it's like, um, yeah. But people, I realize people come in your life to break you down, to build mm-hmm. you up, to test you, to give you peace, to uh, cause chaos. People mm-hmm. give you it's like someone comes in your life, and I think it's, it's it how it's how you look at it. You can yeah. grow from it. There's some people I'm like, man. I don't know why I was their friend, but I oftentimes find myself, you ever find yourself like the person that you're no longer friends with or you can't stand, I mean that you, it ended 
the friendship ended it ended badly, mm-hmm. but you still think about those good times, or you still think about how good that person was when yeah. you were with, and that's how it is. It's like you still can see the, even though like it ended on b- bad note, and that person needs stuff to work on just like you do, right? But like it was a good time when that person was around, or you did have a good time, or that person was funny, or that person was smart, you know? So right. Yeah, I've I've had those experiences as well. Yeah. Like there's there's been times where I've been like friends with someone and you know I, ha- I hang out with them and we have good times, you know, we send funny texts to each other whatever. Yeah. And then literally like drop of a hat next day, it's like I hate you. You're a terrible person, <laughs> like never going to be friends that with you quick. again. Like and sometimes I just sit back and I'm like why how, why and how did that happen? Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, I'm also like, what life lesson did I just have to learn? Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's smart to, I think it's great that you take the time. It's like, okay, what did I learn from this? Mm -hmm. Because you have to, even in, and there's those people be like, oh, they did this, they did this. But what did you do? Yeah. (laughs) You know, and that always, it's hard because you have to get your pride out the way. But I always look at like, what, like Mm -hmm. if I'm arguing with somebody, and if you're my friend, if I call you and I consider you my friend, we're going to talk about it. Right. I'm going to have a conversation with you, right. regardless if you like the conversation or not. <laughs> if I feel like something's on my heart, I need to let you know. And so, like, before I go tell that person how I feel, I always say, okay, in this situation, what could I have done better? Mm-hmm. Or what could I have done to prevent it? Now, sometimes, majority of times for me, but sometimes I realize I didn't do anything wrong. (laughs) (laughs) It was all them, you know? (laughs) But, you know, I still, I still say, you know, I could have said things better or I could, I still apologize for whatever I could, because I, in my perspective, I could have done nothing wrong, but in their perspective, how they raised, how they view things, I could have done everything wrong, you know? So it's definitely big. I just had to, I just dealt with that recently, like letting go people, let it go with people. And mm-hmm. it was hard for me because I'm such a person that like I can be a pushover or I can let just things just slide past because mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't, I'm not for the drama. Like, or I don't want nobody to think like, oh, you're just complaining. As a guy, a lot of times we don't say much because we're thinking, oh, I'm just complaining. I'm just complaining. I'm just complaining. Right. But when you realize like you're like, if something's bothering you, and you care about yourself enough, mm-hmm. like, and someone's not treating you the way you want to be treated, like, it's, you owe it to yourself to remove yourself from the situation or let that person know, hey, you're treating me in a certain way that I don't like. Mm-hmm. So change it. Or can we work on changing that? And if that person's not good enough or enough to change it or doesn't care about you enough to change it, then you need to move on. You know, you need to distance yourself from that person. Yeah. And that's for you, you know sure right when when do you when do you think you learned that life lesson did you learn that early on like in high school like we were just talking about or did you learn that like later in the road later down the road I think I've learned that early um as a kid I um went through I learned from that but yeah I learned that I feel like I learned that really early I learned a lot of my like deep inner you know understandings and enlightenment when I was younger I went through a, um, abuse 
as a kid. So mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> I think that abuse opened me up to a lot of things, had me dealing with a lot of different emotions that I didn't necessarily understand at that time, at that age. And it, because I had to deal with those emotions by myself because the abuse was silent, you know, and I kept silent for so long mm-hmm. for the abuse that I had to try to gain understanding of everything by myself and do it by myself and um, with all the outside distractions as well. And I think I came to the conclusion that <clears throat> we can't have expectations on our moms, our dads, our family members, our friends. We can expect we can expect them to treat you the way you're you're treating them. But even that, you can't expect them to do that because they're human. We're right. flawed, you know. So people are going to bound to make mistakes. People are going to bound to fail. You know, that's that humans do. People, man falls, man fails all the time. Oh yeah, and they're not perfect. So when I realized that, I stopped having putting expectations on people and start having expectations on myself. And one of those expectations is love yourself. If someone's beside you, not loving you. Mm-hmm. then you need to remove yourself because that's not loving who you are. You know, that's not treating yourself right. You know, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It makes total <laughs> sense. I, I think that's a, a great life lesson that like you learned early, like I'm kind of envious of it. Cause it's, it's something that I like kind of learned mm-hmm. growing up, but like now at this point in my life, my personal life, I'm dealing with doing that like what you're talking about which i think is cool that you're saying it here to record on the podcast and i'm literally dealing with it right now yeah yeah um so you just like you grew up trusting everybody uh i i did grow up pretty trusting to with people Mm -hmm. and and like as an adult i i don't trust people as much yeah yeah um yeah (laughs) and it's sad because it's like as a child, you got that innocence, and you're mm-hmm. just like, yeah, I'm going to trust you, yeah. you know? And it's like, um, it's funny, because, like, I'm, I'm very, well, I follow Christ, mm-hmm. you know, um, and was raised in a church. And ex- accepting God is like, I'm going to trust you, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And, like, as a kid, it's like that trust was, you know, damaged, and now at an old at a older age in my life and going into my faith I'm asking I'm telling God I'm gonna trust you and that's hard for me to just Mm -hmm. put my faith in someone and then put my faith in um a being that you cannot see you know and that some people say they don't feel like talks back to you you know so right so yeah um so yeah there's there's a couple of things you mentioned that I want to I want to touch on um We'll go back to, you said that you had to deal with some abuse as a child. Um, do you mind, like, do you want to dive into that or? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. yeah, I'll dive into that. Um, um, I was at the age of four, I was sexually abused by a family member. Four and, years old. Yeah, four, wow. around four or five years old. Oh my yeah. God. And um, the abuse went on for, like, a couple of years. And then I remember I made – I was in church, and um, I was just learning different things. I was learning that 
certain uh, certain behaviors were inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Not only inappropriate because I knew those behaviors were inappropriate, but like certain behaviors have consequences. You know, in the church, you know, certain behaviors have consequences. Right. And I realized, like, okay, that is not right. So I got myself out of the situation um, with that individual. You know, just by saying no. You know, I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. And um, the you know the individual was like way older than me you know just like i was a young one they were like teens you know so mm-hmm. but um that went on for a while and then um yeah and then i and then it happened again um in another age of my life and so um that stuck with me for a long time I had to deal with that I had to deal with the emotions I had to deal with understanding and I had to deal with like realizing like I had this thought in my head that I was not loved and not able to be loved and how could anybody love me you know Mm -hmm. so those things like learning to forgive or trying to forgive and and, um, those things I had to deal with and I'm still dealing with today you know so it's been a journey but Mm -hmm. um I don't, I know it's crazy to say, I don't regret any of it. Um, I Like, past me would have been like, hell yeah, I regret all of it. <laughs> but yeah, it's made me who I am. It made, it's made me this kind individual, um, mm-hmm. sympathetic, you know, understanding individual. And it's also made me such a strong person, you know. So even those things I still don't understand and things I still don't um, quite get, um, I realized, like, I wouldn't be who I am today mm-hmm. if I didn't go through those tests and trials. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> like, that. that's a lot for, like, someone to digest, and I'm still trying to digest it. And I, honestly, like, if you told me that before, I don't remember it, and I apologize. But, like, mm-hmm. I'm, if you did, I'm digesting it again, yeah. and I'm, like, still... I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the word. School. Yeah, it's it's intense to like hear that like that trauma happening to someone. Um yeah. yeah. Is so you did you like just kinda go about your business and be a kid or did you like seek help or did you go like I don't know. Did you go to therapy? Like, what What did you do? Um. So, I kept it to myself for the longest. And when, um, because when depression hits, mm-hmm. and like, and one thing with me is like, I have a great poker face. You know, like you do. Yeah, <laughs> I do. And I was like, it's like either I just like seriously at a poker game, mm-hmm. y'all like. I just smile and people think I'm lying anyway, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> like he's up to something. I love it. You know, it's like you never know if I'm doing something or not, but right. I had a great poker face as a kid. I just did, you know, and singing helped a lot. Like where my pain hurt, where that you ever had that pain where it's deep mm-hmm. down your stomach. Like you, it's not physical pain, but it's like emotional pain. It's like, Oh yeah. my gosh, it's like aching. It's like, you want to rip out whatever's in there, you know? Uh-huh. And, um, singing is where like 
like I would sing and cry at the same time just to get through, you know, the night sometimes. So, mm-hmm. um, when depression kicks in, you get a lot of negative voices in your head, you know, oh, yeah. you get, that you're not worth it, that you're not good enough. Mm-hmm. And I just, no matter what I did, I wasn't happy. I didn't like who I was. I didn't love who I was. And then you had to deal with that on top of like people in school and just emotions and just like relationships and you know, I did with all that and you keeping it bottled up inside, you know? So <clears throat> I dealt with that a long time by myself until, um, I told <laughs> another family member and they, uh, and again, it was a lot, a lot of trust. Mm-hmm. Like I told a family member and confidence and, um, I'm not. I'm not gonna say what feminine member because no, no. okay, yeah, because I don't want to put them out there like that. But the individual did uh, when I told them that this is what I went through and this is the this is what I'm going through and these are the feelings I'm having and um, they kind of like distanced themselves from me and really? didn't really talk to me that much. And then they told another. They told my mom. And um, at that point, I will say, I won't say too much about that because it's, it's sensitive. Mm-hmm. But w- one thing, I, there was my mom, I will say, at the time, my parents were in their feelings and emotions, mm-hmm. which any parent would be. They feel like right. all this guilt or frustration and anger. And, you know, I, you know, I don't know what anybody would expect to feel when they're told their child has been, you know, touched or hurt, you know. And I felt like I wanted them to put themselves in my shoes and say, hey, you know, take a second from their feelings and from how they felt. Say, hey, what do you need? Mm -hmm. What do you need? And I never got that because it was such a big cluster of, emotions and mess and people telling people and then people confronting me without me even knowing that they knew you know it was just like a lot of stuff it was a lot of betrayal so I dealt with trust issues there too Mm -hmm. even trying to tell somebody and get the help that I needed and now for the first time ever I'm getting counseling yeah (laughs) yeah you know I'm in counseling now for it just getting over it because it's such a it bring such a burden mm-hmm. on who you are and you question so many things and you um you get because you are not you don't know how to handle it or handle those questions or deal with your emotions you cope in different ways negative ways and so those negative ways can take away your creativity creativity and um I'm an artist you know and I realized I was getting like writer's block you know, I wasn't feeling my creativity and I felt like, okay, this is something I need to go talk to somebody about so I can mm-hmm. feel myself, feel like myself again. Cause there's a lot of greatness that I want to put out, you know? Right. And if I got this, it won't allow me to put out. I think like even here being open about me, my past, it's hard, but as an artist, you gotta be open about what you've been through. Your it's like humility, you know. Mm-hmm. You gotta talk about your bad days, your good days, how right. you know um, your past. So 
I'm kind of glad I'm doing it. Yeah, good. I'm glad you're doing it as well. Yeah. Um, I was forced to. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, mental health is very important. It and is. I'm glad that you are, you know, taking the steps to, like, you know, be better, right? Yeah. Like, make, you're, you're loving yourself. Yeah, right? yeah. And you're big on that, like, especially on Instagram. Like, I, I love you for that, bro, because <laughs> it's like every time there's certain things that I don't say that you will, you know, post. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and a lot of it is true. Like, as men, we have to be the – I've always known we have to be the provider so we don't have time to cry about it. And I'm not saying um, being your feelings constantly. No, I don't yeah. agree with that. I feel like you have to talk about it so you can get over it, mm-hmm. so you can move on. And it won't take – a day to get over but at least talk about something so you can move forward in your life so you can provide for your family so you can do the things you do so you can help your family so um because your mental health helps because you're a leader of your family mm-hmm. so i think your mental health helps everybody else around you you know definitely yeah um i'm i'm a very big uh person about mental health and yeah. you know that's how we yourself. met right yeah yeah <laughs> yeah um do you want to do you want to go into that yeah yeah we can okay um so let me i'll start off for a second um so i first met denzel my freshman year of college his sophomore year like i spoke about earlier um and there was like I was a pretty introverted person, right? Yeah, and super introverted, like really introverted. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still introverted, not <laughs> as introverted, but I was, I was, yeah. Um, and so I like for some reason I really wanted to become like a resident assistant, like the RA, yeah. and I wanted to you know step out of my comfort zone, step out of my shell, uh, evolve as a person, and um. I would like go on the rounds with the RAs, like looking at the buildings and saying hi to everyone and like, you know, doing whatever the RAs do on college campuses. Yeah. Um, Narcs. What? Narcs. Narcs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, there was one night, uh, Denzel's, um, Denzel's in the fraternity that I'm in, so he joined a year before I did. He was living in the, the fraternity house that's on campus. Uh, and so I was going on the rounds with the RA that night, and, um, like, they the guys in the house kind of already knew me. Uh, so I'd walk in there and, like, say hi to everyone and talk to people. Uh, the night that uh, Denzel and I met was a little little different it was a bad yeah it was a it was it ended up being a good night but it was yeah 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 so i walked into the house to uh denzel you were you're not in a good spot i don't want to say you were having a mental breakdown but like it was it was similar right it was, was it was it a mental breakdown i don't know no i was uh i think in like my i had um I had lost my friend in my sophomore year mm-hmm. of college, and I think that's when my anxiety, like, had really reached its peak. I already had anxiety, but, like, I never really experienced, like, anxiety attacks. 
you know, I guess they are attacks, but like severe anxiety attacks where you're mm-hmm. just, you're, un- you're uncontrollably breathing, you know, you're feeling like it's the end of the world, like you're, you know, so I started experiencing those, um, yeah, that was sophomore year, sophomore yeah. year, and um, I just was not in a good place at the moment, I feel like everything, um, I I feel like everything with anxiety, how I explain it, because a lot of people are like, what's anxiety, like, it's like when you get nervous, like even like when you're crushed, you know, you have a crush mm-hmm. or something, you get nervous, you get butterflies in your stomach. It's like that, except it's a, it's like in your stomach, it's constant. Mm-hmm. And then it's like your, the anxiety is fear of the unknown to me, from my understanding, it's fear of yeah. not knowing. And so you're focused on one thing, you're, first focus on one thing that is you're is unsure and then it keeps going like a snow snowball effect it just because mm-hmm. it adds on like oh i didn't do my homework so i'm probably going to get an f and if i get this f i'm not going to pass the class if i don't pass the class i won't have enough money to take another class and then i'll have to drop out and then i have to live with my mom and then my family be disappointed it just keeps going and keeps right. going and keeps going and keeps going you know so um I feel like that at that time I had real bad anxiety and you came in that day and, um, I, I don't know. I don't really remember like exactly what was going on or happened. I just remember you and Malcolm, another fraternity brother. Yeah. Just being there and just calming me down. Yeah. There was, uh, I remember there was two other fraternity brothers there that you're really close with. Um, I can name drop them. I don't, I don't know to. what you're talking about. Was it Ivan? Ivan and uh, Julian were there. Okay. They were the they were the two like consoling you having this anxiety attack. Yeah. And like, you know, when I walked in with doing these rounds, like, you know, people are hanging out in the in the living room, uh, you know, telling jokes, telling stories, mm. laughing. You know, have a good times, and then we walked in and saw you know you three there. It was, yeah, it was way different vibe in the room. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was a. I don't even remember what it was that I was tripping on, but I just remember, um, Malcolm saying some like words that I really aren't. It might have been you or Malcolm, but um, I just the word that I took from that night was perspective mm-hmm. like how are you perceiving your life mm-hmm. like how are you perceiving your situation you know and like your and your situation could be crappy but mm-hmm. like if you but you also can perceive it differently than crappy situation you can be like okay this is another test or okay this is just another situation I can get through this you know mm-hmm. but my perspective was totally like I was done I think I was just completely done and I was just tired and I was just like school was a lot and you know my friend had just passed and I feel like okay there's no point in keep doing this you know mm-hmm. and I think you opened up about your past too that night I think I'm it's, it was years <laughs> it's been a while <laughs> it's been a while yeah it's been a while uh, I I actually do remember um, one thing that I said to you because that night had such an impact on me in my life. Um, I remember you, yeah. were, you were talking very negative about yourself 
uh, I don't remember what you were saying, but I, I was like, I had a moment where I was like, Denzel, listen, like, I have the perspective of seeing you around campus and like, you're always around people. You're having a good time. You're always smiling. You're always singing. Yeah. And I'm like, this, this is not who you are. I'm like, yeah. I know whatever you're going through, you're going to get through it. Yeah. I remember that. I, rem- I remember some of that. Yeah. It was, college was, honestly, college was great, but it had this, it had their rough times, you know? Oh, yeah. It just was like, wait, what am I doing? <laughs> you know? Especially like going, being around people that you don't know and having different like perspectives on life and having mm-hmm. different lifestyles and just, it gets overwhelming because you're trying to figure out who you are and trying yeah. to figure out like, where, where am I going? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, did, did you have a music major in college? I don't remember what your major was. Um, I, I started my freshman year. I started off doing a minor in music. I think it was just music. Yeah. And, um, I changed my mind cause I did not like the music. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love the shout out to Brad and Ali. I just, <laughs> <laughs> it was just a, I came from a high school where music, like I was the singer. People knew me as being a singer. Mm-hmm. People came to me and I would make up songs. Like I made this song, Miss Spaghetti. I'm not going to sing it because it's inappropriate. <laughs> I might give y'all a little snippet, but, <laughs> but it's a, it, I, I remember I just would be the singer and I was in the eyes and I was just like, yeah, I got this. Like I'm a great singer. Like I was confident. And mm-hmm. then, coming to college and realizing it doesn't have to always do with confidence. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people like you, you know, or sometimes, and I felt like it was coming from like, I didn't know anybody. There was people had been there. There was favorites. There was, and it was just like everything that I tried to do. I like what fell out, like not fell at, but it was just like music just wasn't, I wasn't, I, I really regret if I regret anything from college, I regret, not taking too much not taking as much as time as I needed in the music department mm-hmm. just being in their studio and just being able to like be involved I was in a small group I was in an acapella group but um there was more that I can do individually that I wanted to learn just m- making my own beats you know how to make my own album you know just things I want I really could have taking in with the music industry and stuff like that, just learning more. And I didn't take advantage of that. But uh, most of my time was spent with the fraternity. So (laughs) getting drunk. (laughs) Hey man, I've, I've had discussions on here already. We, we actually were a pretty good fraternity. Yeah. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Are you killing me here? You're killing me. Oh man, yeah, we had our fair share of parties, right? But like, we had, we also had our fair share of good things that we did. Yeah. What were they? <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with you. <laughs> no, no, we did, we did. I'm not gonna say we lie. We had um, Movember where we did. Um, we would shave the teachers. We didn't we like shave them in the in one, like we would shave. They would shave their mustache um, for Movember. Men's prostate cancer. Yeah, we donate for that. Um, we work with 
um, YMCA, and we did like Big Brother's Little Sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Besides that, that, all that I remember drinking. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um. Anyway, <laughs> I want to talk about this singing thing that you do. Yeah. Uh, did you? So you talked about you did it in like high school. Was that? Um. Was that something you like? When did you know that you wanted to be like singing in the music industry and all that stuff? Well, I don't know. If, um. I just. I know, so I remember my grandma knew, I, she said she knew I was going to be a singer because <laughs> she said I would sing my ABCs and I'd be like, A, B, <laughs> C, it was always a B. But um, I remember my cousins and me, um, we didn't have a drum set, but we would go downstairs in my grandma's basement. And um, I don't know if you remember Cause you're you're pretty young, but I don't know. If <laughs> I don't remember. I don't know if you remember Doug. 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 Oh yeah, yeah the TV yeah, show. Yeah. I remember yeah, Doug. Yeah. Doug was a great TV and, uh, show. Put yeah. that back on TV. Yes, Doug is a great show. And Skeeter. Yeah. He was like, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Patty Mayonnaise. Yeah. All oh that. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I remember they had a song with uh, they had a band that he was really like Doug was really fascinated with, and they had mm-hmm. the song banging on the trash can. It feels so good, <laughs> like, <laughs> banging on the street lights. <laughs> so it's like, um, but yeah, we would do that. We would take the uh, trash cans downstairs, mm-hmm. and my cousin would bang on the trash cans. He would drum on the trash cans. Yeah, me and my aunt had a piano, so my other cousin would play in the piano because they knew some stuff, and I would sing because that's all I knew how to do was sing, mm-hmm. you know. And then I remember. I think when I decided I wanted to be like a singer was I think his name is Sammy Sammy yeah it's don't don't judge me if I don't know the name it's that it's Sammy and he would sing um, I like the way you look at me I like the way you say baby I like the way you talk you I like it girl don't you know I like it? And uh, I was like, yes, I want to be that. And then Usher, and I was just like, yeah, I wanted to be a male singer. <laughs> like, yeah. And I remember my granddad being like, no, you got to be a gospel singer because you're in church. <laughs> you got to sing for the <laughs> Lord. I was like, I don't want to sing for God. <laughs> like, but, but, yeah, but um, that that's when I realized, like, that's what – it just singing made me feel good. Like through my depression, if it wasn't for singing, mm-hmm. it, first of all, I'm sorry. If it wasn't for God, and then if it wasn't for the people around me, but also if it wasn't for singing, singing was my first love, like the first enjoyment I had. That's your love. It's that's like, your outlet. Yeah, like when I would hear, sometimes when I would hear what come out of my come out of my mouth, I would be like, it would be soothing. I know that sounds cocky, but it's just like I would be like, oh, I made that noise. I made that mm-hmm. sound like. It made me happy. It was like made me appreciate me for the first time for something, you know. I didn't really like myself that much. So it was like, oh, yeah, I get to, this is something I do like about me. You know, mm-hmm. I can sing, you know. It builds your confidence. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Um, So you, you've been singing for how long? All my life. I will say that. All my life. All I your life? All my life. That's awesome. Yes. Um, 
I remember like hearing you sing the first couple of times, like when we were living in the the frat house together, and I was like, "Damn, this guy's got some pipes! Thanks, like bro. this guy's good." <laughs> yeah, uh, my family. I come from a singing family. Like that's mm-hmm. all we do: Thanksgiving, Christmas. We sing and we get together and we laugh and we just we're like a choir, you know. Really? So, yeah. So it's like. That's my family is like a big choir when we get together. We love to mm-hmm. sing, we love to shout and be loud. So I was around music all of my life. Mm-hmm. The singing is therapeutic. And yeah. It's just like, yeah. Do you have um do you have like a idol or a hero, a singing hero? Um like a yes. Um somebody that I, I admired a lot. He don't do too much now. He does a lot now. But he doesn't do too much singing. Mm-hmm. So, but Neo, Neo is uh, Neo's good. Yeah, Neo's really good. I just like his love songs. He was about love. That's what I was about. Mm-hmm. And he danced, and he could dance and sing at the same time. And he just sounded. He always sounded good. Like live, yeah. you get these people that like they sound good on their music videos mm-hmm. and audio and radio. But when you heard them live, did they sound good? And Neo always sounded good. It was like, yeah. So I. I actually started feel like I got a lot of my style from Neo. You know? Okay. Yeah. I can see it. Yeah. I can see it. Yeah. So I'm not. I'm not the biggest Neo fan, but like I, I know some of his tunes. Yeah. Yeah. He was just. <laughs> he was just smooth and like, like some of his words, just like. Uh, I think it's closer. It's just how he talked about how he was able to write his words down. He was such a good writer too like mm-hmm. songwriter such a great songwriter it's just like how he was able to put it down on paper mm-hmm. it's hard to like communicate what's in your mind and he was able to do that f- flawlessly you know so yeah yeah that's awesome yeah. um so like have you there was a there was a thing you went to you went to like la uh, what, like two years ago <laughs> yeah i went to la yeah i did um i so i met with i call him my producer friend brother he's just been uh a positive light in my life his mm-hmm. name is aaron um aaron wright um vvrn if you look him up you'll find him um he's in london right now um okay. he's, yeah he moved to london but he was I met him in Chicago for the first time, um, just through a uh, mutual friend. Um, I don't know if you remember Ali from college, but he was um, he had a birthday and he knew he invited us to Chicago and he knew Aaron and mm-hmm. I met Aaron and we were talking. We went to his hotel um, before we were going out to celebrate. And him and his girlfriend were there and they were. Um, just asking me about me and I said I sing and he was like oh well I do music and he's like I produce um, music and I make beats he's like can I hear something and I immediately I don't know why I sung this country song <laughs> <laughs> and it was uh, you got your hands up you're sitting in my truck you got the radio on you're singing all night I forgot the words but I don't want this night to end something mm-hmm. um I don't know the guy's name, but 
yeah, I sung that, and he was like, yeah. He was like, here's my phone number. He's like, here's my address to my house. He's like, well, we <laughs> wow. get, he said, I'm from Columbus. He's like, and you're from Columbus, so as soon as you get back to Columbus, I need us to link up. And from there, I met so many new people. Um, he just, he's such a good person. He knows so many people in mm-hmm. and outside Columbus. And he moved to L.A., and then um, – he invited me out to LA to come stay with him for a minute and I did a lot of different music and then he had another event he had me come out for and it was just he opened his home up to a different artist that he met through um in LA that he can make connects with inviting him over and we just made music all night we just definitely had good moments good vibes and just and just enjoyed it and made music like good music. I don't know if we mm. put anything out because that's normally what happens. We make great music and nothing gets put out because people work on it and they just feel like something's not good enough with it and they hold on to it. But um, we made some great music, put some great ideas out there, and I made a lot of new friends, you know? Mm-hmm. So that was nice. Yeah. I, I, I've got a message for Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put that shit out. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, he has put out a lot of stuff. He's got more stuff. He um, recently came out with a song. Um, we did a song when I first met him back in 2015, mm-hmm. and it was Alone. And I just put that, that out. That song yeah. is from 2015? 2015. That's and why it, I'm so you, nervous about putting it out, because I was like, ah, this is not what I w- want to sound like. Yeah. But yeah. He was like, no, we got to do it. So I did it. Oh wow! I didn't know that was from 2015. Yeah. Uh, like as soon as you posted it out there, I was like listening to it as yeah. soon as I saw it. I'm like, I know Denzel's good at music. I don't know who this VVRN or whatever his <laughs> name is. I don't know who this guy is, but I know I know my dude Denzel's on the track, and I'm like, we'll listen to it. I mean. I'm not gonna lie, it does sound like a like a earlier, you know, like a baby step type yeah, of song. Yeah, like yeah. it's not, you know, crazy, but like it's you. Yeah, yeah. And what he did to it, it was just so nice and it was so different. I thought mm. I was when we were doing it, I was thinking like commercial, like it was something on like I was thinking of like a beer commercial or something, like something nice, you know, something gimmicky. Mm-hmm. And what he really liked about it is at the end, like I'm talking. And I'm telling this girl off, you know, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I like that. So I was like, he asked me like a couple times, like, hey, I really think we should put this out. I really mm-hmm. think we should put this out. And I'm like, no, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad we did because it just shows like my growth and where I've come mm-hmm. from. And it's it's a part of me. It's w- what I'm what I'm giving people, you know, and so it's just like. That's a part of me, take it or leave it, you know. Mm-hmm. But I enjoy making the song, you know. I en- I enjoy singing, but what I want to mm-hmm. sound like is what I'm focusing on right now because I want to make an album and actually put out something that I'm proud. I mean, saying I'm proud of those things too, but mm-hmm. like where it's like, all, like this is what, you know, you have a certain sound of singers want to sound a certain way and they want their music to sound a certain way. And I can't wait till I get to that point, you know, in my life where my music sounds the way I, it sounds in my head. Yeah. You know? So I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited to see that journey. Um, yes, yes. I met a lot of new people. I, um, a few other people I want to shoot out, like Kid Columbus. And um, he, I just made some music with him um, not too long ago. 
um, tell me who to be. Mm-hmm. So look him up on SoundCloud, Kid Columbus. Also, um, Valley Boy. Um, I did Columbus Made Me, and that's a really nice song. Um, I enjoyed doing it. We did a music video to it. I enjoyed the music video. It was really <laughs> nice. Um, so look that up. It's called Columbus Made Me. Mm-hmm. And um, also, I'm doing some new stuff with some new artists. Um, her name is Rachel. So she's she's a um, female rapper. So okay. she's, she's definitely dope. I like her stuff and just her, like, the art she's coming out with. Um is just nice and um also she's working with um i do not know his name so i'm but she's working with some a lot of other artists that i'm Mm -hmm. excited to work with as well and these are all columbus artists local artists you know i just like the you know coming together and just Mm -hmm. meeting new people and just you know seeing what they're doing that's awesome yeah um real quick i want to touch on um like the meaning of the song alone like did you was there something like was there some passion in there was there some (laughs) fire in there like you were like i gotta write this song to get something off my chest or were you like i'm gonna just drop this tune because i think it sounds cool no there was a meaning behind let me tell you what the meaning behind because i'm very passionate about this okay the meaning behind alone and have you i've seen that meme have you ever seen that meme where it says when you're trying when you when they were after you and then you got played still like when they they <laughs> yeah. were after you and then you got played still like yep i've been in so many times where girls have came onto me and wanted to get to know me mm-hmm. and then i don't know if i say something wrong or do something wrong but i end up either getting ghosted or we just end up not going anywhere further so it's just there was one girl in particular i will mm-hmm. not mention her name <laughs> but she was in my life for a long time and i remember just now i was interested in her first mm-hmm. i will say but i just you know at the time i was just not as confident i was just like you know what well, well you know whatever happens happens yeah and then you know we took a break we hadn't talked to each other and then she went to find me she came to find me like she was looking for me oh. on facebook my friends had hit me up and was like hey so and so wants to get your number they can mm-hmm. hit you up because you kind of went ghost on them i'm like yeah and then they be you know we start talking again it was just confusion again and it's just like i'm a very straightforward i know people are not really straightforward with their emotions mm-hmm. and they don't just give you everything but for me i don't it's very hard for me to read people right and so being that said i'd rather you just tell me what you're feeling so I can make sense of it. Mm-hmm. And when you're not doing that and when you're being like shady or you're doing weird things or like when you're like one thing girls love to do, ladies, you <laughs> love to play games. <laughs> like, regardless if they like you or not, they just love to test you. They love to pick little things and little schemes. Let me see if he does this. Let me see if he how he reacts to this. And I'm just like, no. I don't want to play. <laughs> like, not play games. Yeah, I like to play other games with you, but, <laughs> like, but I don't want to play those games. I just want to know <laughs> what you want so I can figure out how to move. Right. You know, show me how you move so I can move with you or move away from you. And um, that's all alone was about. It was about how how you how a girl wanted me, mm-hmm. and then she played me, and now she wants me again. 
and um, know how I'm no longer giving her that attention. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, it's someone just will keep doing what they're doing because you're constantly giving them attention. Right. And as soon as you stop giving that the attention, then they're all like interested, like, "Oh, I'm, I'm trying to do better. I want you now." And it's like, no, like, because when I was here giving you my time, you were wasting it, and like, you were trying to decide what you wanted in life, and like, that's cool. You can decide that, but you don't waste my time in deciding that, you know, decide that over there out of my way, you know, because it stops, especially like a person that gives their heart. You know, mm-hmm. there's some of us and I'm one of them. Don't call me a pussy, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely one of them. I'm like a person that wears their heart on the sleeve and will give you my heart and uh, I fall hard. So it's like in order for me not to fall hard, I can't don't entertain me go ahead and do what you need to do and when you're ready to try to do whatever we're trying to do I'm, mm-hmm. I'll be ready or I'll be off doing something else but I can't entertain a friendship when I know I have like a strong feelings for you and I guess that's what the song came from okay yeah I I, I love it I think that's such a like cool a cool way to present how you're feeling yeah um i think i think people can relate to that too like i can i can relate like just in friendships and stuff like you know people want to be around you be friends with you but then like once you say like go ghost yeah they're like where are you at where'd you go (laughs) like i'm dying for your attention it's like well you didn't want it yeah you you know 10 minutes ago why do you want it now People try, and like, and we're funny. Like, humans are funny, mm-hmm. you know? Like, and this is me, too. Like, we take advantage of what we, we will, like, treat people like crap that have been there that will, like, you know, what's that saying? Don't bite the hand that fed you. Yeah. We will constantly bite the hand that feeds us, Always. that really cares about us. Mm-hmm. We will put them second to somebody that has treated us like crap, and it's like, um, to get, what is it? To get, um, I'm not, the word is not coming to me, but to get acceptance from that person. We mm-hmm. want to be accepted so much by that person yep. instead of just being satisfied with who already accepts us. And I'm like, I had to learn that. Like, don't give my time to somebody that's, when someone else is giving me that same time and willing to give me that much more and, love me more than somebody that I have to figure out like wait did I do something wrong I have to walk on eggshells around you mm-hmm. I don't want to do that I want to be comfortable you know love it yeah. I think I think that's staying true to yourself and staying true to I mean others right yeah um is there like can you give us a, a sneak peek of what what other stories uh in your music are about like is there other deep things like that? Yeah, I want to. There's a song that I want to work on, and it's about. Um, I want to describe the. I'm describing the woman or the girl that I'm seeing as a canvas, like a artwork, mm-hmm. and how she's so beautiful. This artwork is so beautiful. Who she is and her curves, and you know her as a person. Mm-hmm that I don't want to ruin her. So I choose not to engage. I choose not to 
even though she wants something, I choose not to participate because she's such a perfect canvas. Why? I might add something to it that that ruins her. So mm-hmm. that's a really interesting yeah. perspective. Yeah. I have not heard or I don't think I've heard a song that like relates to that. Yeah, I really want to get back into love. You know, like mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of songs are just about like sex and what we can do for each other are like side chick or fight in our toxic relationships. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I we all know that relationships are not going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about real love. Like give somebody to imagine, give, give, you know, just don't put everything out there, you know, mm-hmm. like, like, um, for example, like we have a lot of, everybody wants to be an Instagram model. You know, everybody wants to show <laughs> off their body, but like nobody, a lot of people pay for the like a lot of, like only fans and stuff. A lot of people pay for the people that are like not showing anything mm-hmm. because they are the teasers. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like people that tease you because they're not giving you everything. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel like with a lot of songs, we just give everything like sex, everything, like everything mm-hmm. instead of just being like, let her imagine what you can do for her, you know, like, I feel like, um, also like, even though this, we're in a society where sex is just like open, you know, mm-hmm. sexuality is open. And I feel like it's also a private thing. You know what I mean? It's between two people or right. multiple people, whatever you want to do, but it's something that's done in the privacy of your home or in the privacy of your car. Maybe <laughs> so, I mean, nowadays you can see people have sex. Anyway. Oh yeah, but like I feel like it is a sacred thing. It is a private thing. So yeah. I want to sing about love, but also but come from a like a real pure love thing. Like you know, I want to love you. I want to care about you because I feel like that's what we're missing in the mm-hmm. world is love, genuine love. You know, right. You want to put some some passion, some yeah. intimacy into yeah, it. Yeah, intimacy. Yeah. Like, like let me caress your hand. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like <laughs> you give me chills. You know, so <laughs> like expressing like how somebody means what what somebody makes you feel and mm-hmm. what they mean to you. You know, not just um, we look we often look at people's body as objects. Mm-hmm. You know, instead instead of looking at like that's a soul, that's a human being, that's someone's daughter that's someone's son that's someone yeah you know you know instead of looking at like just a sex object what can you do for me so i can get off you know right mm. that's so cool i i love the the interesting unique take uh on how you want to write your music i think it's so cool because like you said we just have a lot of music out there today it's like you know sex drugs yeah whatever like you know yeah Um, is there like is that the main thing you want to focus on or is there like other um other songs that you want to write like about other experiences in your life or you know happy songs sad songs whatever you just want to focus on like love music well I often like I feel like when I start singing mm-hmm. I often immediately go like sad you know and really? I, just because I'm used to doing a sad thing you know but like personally when you see me like i'm all about being happy and having a good time so Mm -hmm. those are things that those are things that i'm trying to put out there 
and also just like I feel like right now the world needs somebody I I feel like the world needs a pick me up Mm -hmm. you know like um people being in the house their houses for a long time working from home Mm -hmm. isolated I feel like we need human contact we need and some people are you know going to work was their only way to not be depressed or you know right. you know just talking to somebody seeing somebody and so i feel like there's a lot of people dealing with that right now so i feel like just something uplifting maybe not even churchy but i would love to do some churchy music you know mm-hmm. uplifting um but also just like feel good music or just really hearing a i think just me talking about like um depression or talking about overcoming you know sadness or talking about self-worth coming from a um black man you know would be beneficial because nobody talks about that you know like mm-hmm. you hear Shawn Mendes talk about that you know but you don't he see, usually see a big black man talking about like hurt pain and just getting going through it you know so that would help other people be like okay there's somebody else going through it as well. Somebody else thinking about it. And mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah, I think that's, I think that's awesome. I, I feel like I'm kind of like in my head I'm formulating and, mm-hmm. you know, thinking about all this. And I, I want to say that you might like relate your music to like similar to like J Cole. Probably. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Open-minded music. Like J Cole, I feel like he's a, he just thinks outside the box. He's mm-hmm. not looking at just four walls, material things. He's looking mm-hmm. at like beyond that. And that's on when I say, I told you earlier, being on a different level. Like that's what we're all ultimately trying to go to a different mm-hmm. level. Some people are trying to stay on the same level. But I feel like life is like, because we don't know why we're really here, we really don't know why we're here. <laughs> it's like, it's a game. Because you're yeah. trying to figure out why you're here. And the only way you figure out that is by leveling up. And J. Mm-hmm. Cole definitely is an example of just, like, someone that is leveled up. I don't know how far he's leveled up. Pretty far. <laughs> pretty, <laughs> yes, he's pretty far. Like, he's pretty far, yeah, man. Like, a lot of people can't listen to him. And I understand that because you are not on that level. And that's truly yeah, like, I <laughs> I totally agree. Like, I'm not, I'm not on some level to, like, you know, really judge others mm-hmm. and whatever. Uh, you know, you like what music you like. Like if it hits the if it hits the right receptors in your brain, mm-hmm. cool. But with J. Cole <laughs> yeah. there's there's a level there's a deep level of understanding that you need to <laughs> enjoy his music, I think. Right, bro, you're so right. I remember um at the like Phi convention, um, fraternity convention and I was in the car with Phil and he was like listening to music and he he turned the music off and he's like he's like you feeling that and I was like no I can't relate <laughs> he's like what you mean I said I'm not making money I'm not getting bitches I'm not you know like <laughs> like I'm broke I'm in college I'm stressed out I'm depressed like what are you talking about <laughs> like yeah but at the same time it's like what you can relate like some people like that because that's what they're aiming for you know Mm -hmm. that's what they want and then it's like no i need to relate to something like what's going to get me through is some like body i can relate to when j cole talks about you know just me like his song love yours 
you oh know, my like, god ain't no place like a, that's better than yours it's just like no such thing no such thing that yeah. those words resonated with me because it's just like there's often times where i'm like why don't i got what they got why can't i be like them mm-hmm. and you're the comparing whole, yourself yeah to and others. the whole time somebody's looking at you like mm-hmm. no you're great <laughs> like you and it's like that's and he's and how he how he writes and says what he needs to say in mm-hmm. rap is just like that's talent you know it is talent it is talent like i'll be honest that love yours song mm-hmm. i will listen to that when i'm like not feeling great about myself and like it doesn't you know make me feel happy instantly but like it makes me feel better yeah and it's just because you know he's like no life better than yours yeah and yeah. don't compare yourself to anyone else right yeah and it's good like how he's so vulnerable about like mm-hmm. there's a verse where he's like back when i didn't call bitches so um bitches so heavenly it's just like, like that's like to be him that shows humility and mm-hmm. humbleness is like i used to be a different person i didn't always be like this mm-hmm. now i'm like this you know it's gonna be like um it's just like humbling yourself to realize like i wasn't always like this and to go out and to tell your audience is like I have, I'm flawed pretty much what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And I have these things that I do that I don't honestly agree with, you know, that's bring yourself down to that human level. Cause a lot of people look at artists as if they're somewhat gods or, mm-hmm. um, you know, call them idols. Right. You know, you, you, um, and you look at them like, Oh, Beyonce can do no wrong. You know, Jake, Jake, uh, Jake cannot do no wrong. You know, realize that no, they make mistakes every day. Just like a pastor in church can make a mistake mm-hmm. they can make mistakes you're not perfect you know right so yeah um i think it's so cool you mentioned that he stays true to himself and i literally went to his detroit show like two weeks ago nice. and um nice. I, I loved it i love him so much and uh during his show he's like you know, I love playing the old stuff. I love playing the, you know, the hits, whatever. But, like, I'm going to stay true to myself. He literally said it. Yeah. I'm going to stay true to myself yeah. and play the music I want to play tonight. And he, like, you know, rapid fired, like, four hits nice. off of um, Forest Hills Drive. And, oh, you know, nice. the whole the whole arena just goes nuts, Oh, my right? gosh. I can imagine the energy in the room. Like, oh, it was crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. And then he, like he says that right after he rapid fires those hits and then uh he goes and into like you know you could be that um biggest fan from where you're at where you're from and you go to a show like this and you see someone knowing a song you don't know and you're like damn i'm not that big of a fan and he's like that's this song (laughs) And he goes to a song that I've, like, literally never heard before. And I was, like, I was just, like, jamming out, like, bobbing my head. I'm, like, yeah, yeah, Yeah. let's go. And I'm, like, I don't know any of these (laughs) words. (laughs) And it's just so weird because the songs that are popular um, that get a lot of, you know, people play and people know it, Mm -hmm. I always think, like, always think, like, what is an artist's favorite song? It's probably not a song that no one ever, like, plays or the radio never plays. Mm-hmm. It's probably something that really is sentimental to them, you know. So, have you have you written a favorite song yet? Um, I feel like I got a lot of favorite songs. 
Okay. But um, I I don't know. I think the songs that are like the I because I how I write I write choruses first. Mm-hmm. So like okay. or hooks, however you want to call it. I because those are re- like the catchy parts. Right. And so those ones that like really like sometimes. I be going through a feeling and emotions and then I hear this beat in my head and then I hear the words and I'm like, Oh wow. You know, that's really deep and how I put it is poetry and like those are my favorite songs. The songs that like I'm just feeling something and it and I hear something and it's like it it also like enlightens me, you mm-hmm. know, like 'cause I feel like sometimes songs don't come from me. It's they're sent to me. You know. Right. Like something comes to me, I'm like, wow, where'd that come from? Because I know my brain didn't come from, <laughs> you know. So, so I'm like, so sometimes they're sent to me. I'm just like, oh yeah, I need to write this down. I'm you gotta like, believe in yourself. Yeah, I do, I do, but I believe sometimes songs are sent to me, and I'm just like, yeah, because I was not looking at it like this, mm-hmm. you know. And it's just like, oh, that's dope. So the songs that are my favorite songs are the ones that like personally taught me something while writing them. Really? Yeah. So not not like the experience that you're thinking about and that you're writing about, but like the experience of writing it, writing about that experience is what your favorite is. Yeah, because sometimes you can surprise yourself. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, oh, like I don't know how to explain it. Sometimes you can, during writing, you can surprise yourself like that. That's deep. You know, mm-hmm. well, let me put that there. You know, something that you. That might have been in your head and back of your head the whole time, but you never just like had the words for it. You know, you ever like it's like trying to explain something you don't don't have the words for it, and then those words finally come in. It's like a relief. It's like yeah. yes, <laughs> you know, like when you're stumbling for words, just mm-hmm. like now, I was be stumbling for words, and then you might find the word that I'm looking for. I'm like yes, it's like a weight off your shoulder. Those are yep. the songs that I'm like yes, like where I actually learned something, like something came to me, and like. That's what I was trying to say. That That's makes awesome. Sense. Yeah. Um, like, do you mind explaining a little bit about like your writing process? Yeah. Um. So writing is really hard for me. I will say that's why when you was asking me about like my favorite songs and stuff like that, I was like hesitant because mm-hmm. it's like some of them, a lot of them, I'm still writing. You know. Okay. Um. So you're not you're not writing a full song and then moving to the next like you got like four or five that you're working on. Yeah, yeah. Because sometimes, like especially a singer and a songwriter, you're hard on yourself. I'm mm-hmm. hard on myself as a singer, but I'm definitely hard on myself as songwriting. And um, writing the I used to love to write, and something happened where I just kind of like um, that passion just kind of like dwindled down. Mm-hmm. And so now writing again, nothing sounds right sometimes. And so you have to hear yourself. You have to, uh, you have to hear it over, hear it over and over, till you realize, okay, that sounds good. But um, I just I start with a chorus, and sometimes it comes to me in a chorus, and I don't need a beat. Sometimes there's a beat with it, but I really enjoy when I'm just sitting there in silence, and then a beat or melody comes into my head and then the words come right after it. That happens often. Mm-hmm. And, um, but sometimes I just like to vibe out and just listen to different, um, melodies and beats and then words come. So then I write them down and I'll, after I write the first chord, I'll, 
I ask myself, what am I writing about? What is going to be the story of this? You know, like, what is going to be my actual lyrics? You know, they're tough. Because sometimes, like, that's where opening up and telling a story, you have to be open and honest with yourself. And if right. it's not open and honest, like, I can make up a story, but it doesn't actually hit as mm-hmm. hard, you know, um, as if it's your story or someone else's story, you know, or actual real story. Because if some people come to my life and I'm like, oh, I'm right about you. <laughs> like, your life is pretty fucked up. Like, nah. <laughs> like, your life is interesting. Let me write about you. You know, let me think, think about you. Yeah. That's, um, do you have, do you have someone that like makes beats for you or do you make beats on your own? Like, are you in the shower, like groove into a beat that you're feeling? And then, like, once you get out the shower, you're like, I'm going to go to, you know, FL Studios or whatever you have and just, like, mix it up. I wish. I'm not big on, like, making beats. I'm not patient enough. You have yeah. to be patient. Oh, yeah. Yes. And, um, no, I go. I have a friend named Juan Rodriguez. He makes beats. Look him up. Juan Rodriguez. Look him up on um, Instagram. I don't know his Instagram name. I could look it up, but that's going to take time. But it's Juan Rodriguez. So, if you. Juan Rodriguez. Okay. <laughs> so he makes beats. Also, I um uh Southwood Studios. Um that is a studio I would go to on the south side of Columbus. Mm-hmm. Um and um Fader. That's his nickname, Fader. And he also makes beats as well. I've purchased some beats from him. And um, he has a studio. You can pay him to go to the studio. And it, um, it's a nice studio that he built himself. It's actually like studio vibes in there, you know. So, And um, I make, got purchased some beats from him. So it's like anybody that I meet that makes really good beats. Because some people say, yeah, I make beats. And they're not the beats I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. But um, it's usually I love artists like, my, like I said, my producer, Aaron. There's a lot of times I could just sing a song. I'm like, I'm thinking of a song. I'm singing the song, and he's automatically is knowing the melody that I've already sung in my head that I yeah. know. That's such a, that's such a reliever when you can be like, I got this beat in my head and I don't know how to give it to you, and then you're singing and they're like, okay, it goes like this, and you can what they're giving you, you can work with, right? You know? And that's uh, it makes the process smoother and easy when you got somebody that. It's very detailed and listening to what yeah. you think. You tell them what you thinking, and they actually can give it to you. That's talent, you know. That is talent. Yeah, that is. That's some hardcore talent. I yeah. I would think because like, in my mind, I'd be like trying to beatbox the beat yeah. to them. You do any music? You don't? No. no. <laughs> I I absolutely love music more than like anything in this world i'm pretty sure you've sung in the car with me or something when we're drunk or something we've sung together probably um but yeah i don't i don't have a singing voice i (laughs) i just love like immersing myself into music like i don't know i've been since since all this COVID stuff has kind of subsided just a little bit i've like I've probably been close to 20 shows since July. Seriously? Yeah. That's crazy. But you're a traveler. That's what you do. You travel and go to shows. Yeah, I'll travel and go to shows. Yeah. I 
I'll pony up for some for some live music. <laughs> That's what I want to do. I want to do more live music, more concerts. But I'm just not a big crowd person. Right. But I realize like you got to get over that to get the experience, right? Mm-hmm. And just to see how it is and because that's the type of environment I'm going to be in regardless, you know. Right. You know, my biggest thing right now, my goal right now is to do more open mics and, and do my original stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's my goal right now. And um, so open mics around Columbus, I'm looking up more of them and so I can perform because I did perform um, in the basement. The basement on campus is pretty much Donato's, but their basement. But oh really? Yeah, I didn't know they had a place there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, we performed. Uh, Kid Columbus performed there, and I performed with them with one of our song, with two of our songs. We actually did, and it was a really good turnout. And a lot of Columbus artists came, and it was really nice. And it's called the basement, but again, basement of Donato's. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I think wherever you can fit a venue, put it there because yes. we we need more live. Not live music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were really reasonable in price, you know. Mm-hmm. And they were like just for anybody that wants to perform, you know, perform there, they'll um they give you money back like if your crowd buys if your fans buy drinks there in the bar down there. And um they're re- reasonable price. I'm not gonna say the price because I don't know exactly what it is, but yeah, reasonable price that they charge and the people are nice and they just um help out a lot mm-hmm. with everything, so that's a good cool. experience, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Is there um is there like artists that you're working with to like get into these venues or are you just like, you know, cold calling places on your own? Well, like this year I told myself it was a goal to like put more music out there, do an album and just put more music mm-hmm. and and that's and that's how God works when you ask for something God gives you more like I did not know I would be performing you know the songs that I perform you know did not know I would be perfor- I performed at a wedding this year too so it was just like oh, really yeah yeah so I brought a house and I performed at my realtor's wedding yeah, oh so, that's yeah. so cool so, yeah that was nice so like I didn't know I was going to do performances you know mm-hmm. I didn't know I was going to perform at a wedding I did not know I was going to be performing um at the basement with Kit Columbus and these are things that I hadn't done since college, since 2015 um, yeah. with the choir, you know, stuff like that. So it was us getting back in the element and, you know, being able to. I was so proud of myself to be able to, like, I was nervous, too. But it was like, yeah, I got back out there. I did something, you know, and it just showed me that, like, okay, you can do this. This is possible. Mm-hmm. Even if it's small venues, it's just like this is the beginning of something that's going to be something so much more. Yeah. Um, what's uh, so I, I want to ask you, like, what's what's the goal? Like, um, what, what's the what's the dream that's like, you know, that you think is probably like out of reach? What what do you want? My attention, honestly, and I know this sounds cliche. I know you probably like, yeah, whatever. But it's to test somebody's heart. That's my first goal, because I don't know. And I don't like to plan. I don't. Okay. I don't like to plan because I realize um, I, there's a, as a Christian, I say, like, um, my life does not belong to me. Mm-hmm. So it belongs to God. So that being said, like, it's his. Whatever he directs me, that's where it goes. And I find often when I make my own plans, they don't work out. So, <laughs> like, it does not work out. 
So my plan is to like, yeah, at first it was like, I want to be famous. I'm not going to lie. That was my biggest thing. Like be famous, make money, be known. Mm -hmm. Like, but also behind that was change the world. I feel like we're all here to change the world in some way. Right. And honestly, it's to touch souls, touch somebody and make somebody like my story can help somebody else. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you don't have a big enough platform. And so singing is a big platform. Being famous is a big platform to save people. But I realize now I don't need that platform, that huge platform. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I can do it with the Internet. I can do it so many different ways and still sing. So my goal is to put my music out on YouTube um, and to do more videos, more creative art, stuff like that, more visual stuff. And to be happy. That is my goal, is to be happy. Happiness. You know, happiness. Yes. And singing makes me happy. That's it. And if it takes me to, if it one day allows me to sing in front of billions of people, great. If it takes me to sing in a coffee shop every Thursday night, great. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever makes me happy. That's what I'm looking for, happiness in my, in what I do. And making someone else happy. You know, yeah. I love when somebody comes up and I'm like, man, you just made my night because you sung. Or, man, you sang that beautifully. You brought me to tears. That keeps me going, you know, because I touch somebody mm-hmm. in a deep way, more than just physically, but just emotionally. Yeah. Know? Someone was really, like, relating to you in yeah. whatever that moment is. Yeah. I love that goal. I'm very excited to see you reach it. Yeah, I hope I do. Um, pray for me that I do because there's doubts. There's doubts. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, uh, there's n- there's been a lot of not perfect relationships out there, so I feel like alone really touched some people's hearts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that is for sure. And I got a lot of good feedback from alone. Yeah, but um, I'm just it's like I said, it's not uh what I was planning on ever putting out. Mm-hmm. And you know, those are the ones that really, like I said, you never know who they touch or who hears it. Right, like, this is amazing. You know. But I'm excited to put out. I'm super excited to put out more stuff and just like see what I can do. I'm I'm ready to surprise myself. You know, mm-hmm. I'm really ready to surprise myself and what I can do. So, yeah, yeah. You don't know what you're capable of. Yeah, yet. yeah. I'm just learning and seeing like because mm-hmm. eventually you grow. Like I know what I put out. What I'm going to put out is going to be so much better than what I have put out. Right. And then after I learn from what I put out this time, I'm. What I put out in the future is going to be so more in depth and great and um, powerful, and that's yeah. what I want. You it's going to be deeper than before. Yeah, it'll be like more artistic with your words, right? Yeah, yeah. Learn a little more, grow yeah. a little more. Yeah, maybe some rapping. You know, I love just like freestyle rap. You ever yeah. freestyle rap just with somebody? No, you know, I you s- you should do. I mean, like it's awkward at first. Yeah, yeah. but that's what. Like, I'm usually in a group mm-hmm. with a bunch of friends and um, chilling, and we'll just, you know, sometimes you you start cracking on somebody, but yeah. sometimes you just hear a beat, and you just go, and sometimes you sound dumb. Sometimes none of your words match. <laughs> sometimes you make up words, but it's just like that is getting rid of insecurities and just being comfortable enough just to flow, and as long as you're in a group of people that's always encouraging you no matter what, even if you sound horrible, just yeah. like, all right, okay, okay, you know, the hyping them uh-huh. up. The easier it feels and the more you get to vibe and 
I think that's what helps rappers and freestyling and just being comfortable to say words and slowing down your words or speeding up your words. So, you know, I want, might want to put some little poetry spoken word on my stuff because I do some of that too. So, yeah. Know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I am not the, uh, the artist. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's no, uh, freestyling happening on this side of the table. <laughs> you, you sure? We can put a beat down and just, we can freestyle, go back and forth, you know? know. Yeah, I mean, if if we want to go into the studio sometime, like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would love to freestyle with you. I'm telling you, it's not that I try to get people to get out their comfort zone all the time and just yeah. do that because expressing yourself, you need to express yourself in some way. And I know people do it differently, but sometimes just laughing at yourself and singing, even if you can't sing the note, it's just such a relief. It's such mm-hmm. a therapeutic thing, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. I I'm really <laughs> just trying to get him to sing a rap, y'all. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe someday you'll see me featured on Denzel's song. Maybe yeah. not. <laughs> <laughs> we will see. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> but I'll be there. Yeah. I'll hang out. Hey, I appreciate it. Of course. Hey, I'm always here supporting supporting what you're doing. I've shared like. I think both of your songs alone and um was the Columbus Columbus made me Columbus made me yeah, yeah. I shared that with oh god like 50 people <laughs> yeah thank you appreciate that of course yes um do you have or do you have like a favorite rapper as well or like J. Cole would that be it or is there another one um I was back in the day I won't say right now but like I was a big T.I. fan mm-hmm um, J. Cole. I'm trying to think of a rapper now that I'm just like, not even like. There's so I met so many rappers that are not um not on mainstream. Well yeah, and they're just such great artists. But I just don't. I mean, I just can't think of like a favorite one. Like, I'm not big into rap. Like I said, if you you rapping to me, you gotta be talking about something. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but um. Yeah, so like if you ask me about music and singing, I'll give you a bunch of names. But <laughs> as far as uh, rapping, nah, J. Cole is nice. Um, and there's a lot of people, underground rappers, that I really enjoy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so I guess take it a little differently. Like you, you don't just um. You don't just do music, right? Right? Like you, you support yourself somehow. Like, what what else do you do in this world? Like, how do you, how do you support yourself? I guess. What's your job? What's my job? Yeah. <laughs> that's what. <laughs> that's what you're asking. Uh, yeah, I work for. Um, you don't have to say what company you work yeah, for. Yeah, I work for. I pretty much work for a bank. If that makes sense, I'm a universal processor. Means like I just do, um, everything everything that's what i will say <laughs> and that's legit what it is i do everything i do like um, I'm, i gotta know a lot of systems and i got a lot of know i have to lot know a lot of everybody's job mm-hmm. because um i just take everything <laughs> i don't know how to <laughs> describe it but yeah i've been working there since i got out of college um 
I'm actually went to school for something differently, totally different. Yeah. But like all people, they don't go to. They don't. I'm like you. You go to. You go. You work for. You do what you went to school for, right? I do. I'm one of the weird people out yeah, there. Yeah, the one of the. One of those weirdos. Weird, those one off. Um, yeah. But yeah, I went to school for psychology and human services and a minor in addiction counseling. Mm-hmm. I was going to school for a minor in music, but again, the music department wasn't my favorite. So, what did you want to like? What What did you want to do with that degree, that major, and that minor? What was like back then? What I really wanted to do was abuse children, mm-hmm. um, and then I wanted to do relationship counseling. As you remember, you were in a relationship. <laughs> I'm cutting this out. (laughs) 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 Yeah, but uh, as you remember, I helped out a lot of people that are not together now (laughs) 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 with their relationships. (laughs) So you were getting like on-the-job experience in college (laughs) with all these (laughs) toxic relationships. Yes, yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, There was a... I really enjoy just like... I really enjoy... I don't enjoy people. I don't really like, you know, I'm a like introvert with extrovert qualities and um, people really just like piss me off when I think about how they like (laughs) (laughs) how they do things. Yeah. But like at the same time, I enjoy looking at people's perspectives and their thoughts Mm -hmm. and their emotions and how different things. Because sometimes we think our thinking is so sporadic and our thinking is just like all over the place in that's also beautiful, you know, at the same time, because it's just like, oh, this is where you're getting this from. This is the algorithm in your head that's getting you this answer, and you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so there would be a lot of people that would be about to break up or her, uh, just having a, you know, argument or a disagreement. And I would love, you know, I would not it might be because I was nosy too. I don't know, <laughs> but I w- love to just hear the two sides. There's always two sides of the story and seeing how like, Hey, Hey, you missed out on this part where this person was saying, or this is where this person's coming from. And to be able to communicate that to somebody else where they can understand, Oh, this is what they meant. This is what they're trying to say, but they have bad communication skills. So they couldn't <laughs> say it. You know. <laughs> so it's just like, that was interesting. I like doing that. So you wanted to you wanted to help relationships out, and, but like you didn't want to be involved in drama or anything. Yeah, but you also <laughs> you also wanted to know five hundred and eighty seven percent of the drama. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me know what to stay away from. You know, <laughs> like no, it's just like it was there. We were in the house. It was toxic. <laughs> we were in the fraternity house. It was there. A bunch of relationships, and um especially when you see people that cared about each other, mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about, you know, so like the people that actually like really had good hearts and they just have been broken mm-hmm. from past situations and how they perceive themselves or how they feel like things should be. A lot of times we look like you should be doing this or this is, this should be happening, you know? So it's just when you see two people that are trying to, work it out because they really want to work it out right i feel like i would step in and be like okay you know let me help because it seems like this is genuine this could be something great Mm -hmm. 
you know, and I would love for you to tell your kids like, this is the reason, this is who, (laughs) (laughs) this is the reason why you're here, you know, but, um, you know, it's just relationships are funny. The stories I hear, the things that people do, like how people move, like when Mm -hmm. I say how people move, I'm talking about like how people react to things and how people handle themselves is like really interesting where you'd be like, "Mm, that doesn't seem right. I don't know how you're, I don't know why you're doing that, but right. They're in their mind. You know, that's that. how it works. That's how it works. Yeah, exactly. So you enjoy trying to figure out like how they think it works. Yeah. Yeah. Cause if you understand the mind, if you understand people, you got to one up on them and you can manipulate. Like, nah, <laughs> <laughs> it's so rude. <laughs> not mili- no, we're like, not manipulating people. No, no. I think that's one thing about great by psychology. It's like mm-hmm. you get to learn people and you do, you have the option to manipulate and, that thing is just like, are you a good enough person to not do that? And yeah. my thing is not to manipulate people. Like I, I learn people because I want to help because I want to really understand. And also for myself, like maybe you think in the ways that I've never thought before. Mm-hmm. And that would be great for me to incorporate when I analyze myself, you know, when I have a long time and try to figure out how to make myself better, you know? Right. It's always interesting, like, talking to someone, and you could have two wild different opinions about a certain topic, but, like, if you can sit down, like you were doing, and really just discuss with someone, like, this is my side, this is how I see it, this is why I see it that way, and they say the same thing to you, um, like, you can take it back and learn something with it, I think that's... It's yeah. pretty awesome. It is, it is. And what's even more crazy is when you and that person have lived together, grew up together, mm-hmm. and y'all still have different perspectives. And I, that's always amazed me, mm-hmm. is that, like, we could be raised by the same parents, have the same household, have the same, taught the same morals, but our perspectives, how we live life and how we do things will be totally different. And I just think that I, that's always amazed me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what what also amazes me is like what I've learned recently with some people in my life is that we could grow up completely different, completely different household, you know, parents, etc., uh, different schools, um, you know, meet way later down the road, have different experiences, different perspectives on certain things, but then when you connect with you know, whoever that is, you could have the same ideas. Yeah, and same like views. You can yeah. relate and have different life lessons still teach, or different experiences teach you the same life lessons. Yeah, it's it's fascinating. I've I've seen that a couple of times in my life recently, and I was like, really taken back. I'm like, I grew up this way. I learned this thing. I learned this life lesson this way with this experience and they described to me that they learned the same life lesson in a completely different experience. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Their perspective. And that is how, you know, everybody has their own path. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes people have kids and they be like, this is what I want my kid to do and everything. I'm like, but like, that's you becoming like, I know they're your kid and I know mm-hmm. that you birthed them, but you, that kid has a life in them, has a spirit, has, you know, something that moves them. 
and it may not move you the way you move th- that you know how you moved or how you're taught or how you view things you know what i mean right. so it's just like a lot, i feel like a lot of parents sometimes get um that's where a lot of conflict comes from because people are viewing how they think it should go and their life or it's not your life you know right and how you view things so i think like like you were saying we can have that person could live in a different household you but have the same thoughts you have because Mm -hmm. that's how they perceive things like this doesn't seem right but the way you live and the way how you do it seems right no i like how you live and i like how you do things you know right rather than what i've been taught i think it's it's so interesting to see that and to communicate that with other people uh you know different points in your life you know, we're not all on the same level at the same time or the same path in life, right? But we're still learning the same life lessons. I yeah. think that's really cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's interesting. <clears throat> that's what I said. Like, I think that's one thing I got into psychology. Um, I mean, because there's a lot of mental health in my family, but uh, one thing is just like I wanted to learn how to how to correct my thinking mm-hmm. and also learn and then I found it trying to correct my thinking which I didn't learn that from school how to correct my thinking no. but I think trying to learn how to correct my thinking I've actually learned how other people think and their other perspectives and just learn how to um, what the best how the best way to view my life and how to conduct myself in my life you know mm-hmm. or how to look out for things or listen for certain things or watch for certain things. You know, it's all about what you've been through and what you experience. So, yeah, I agree. Um, I was going to say something. I totally forgot it. <laughs> I was listening to you. <laughs> yeah. Bad. No, it's cool. It's cool. Uh, it's, it's so interesting. I think when you can, you know, sit down with someone for the first time, whatever, and um you know get to know them share experiences share life lessons all that and you can you know go about your business for you know a couple of years still like being around the same person mm-hmm. uh and you can still see them you know you're looking at them from an outside view yeah it's like damn that person's happy right <laughs> like they're all out here doing this and that and you can look at yourself and you're comparing yourself to them you're like i'm not as happy as that person but what i find crazy is you can sit down later with that person and communicate about that time frame Mm -hmm. and they can be like shit i hated life yeah and you can be like wow you were like so happy at that point yeah but you didn't you didn't show it it's that poker face that poker yeah it's face, a poker you know? face yeah you just gotta go and it's like one thing i found out like after college which mm-hmm. really surprised me people would be like oh yeah denzel like i want to i'm in columbus i want to come hang out with you people that i didn't expect or people that be like hey i want you to be my best man i'd be like we hated each other in college. <laughs> <laughs> like, or, or, um, there would be a lot of times where people would just 
called me like recently. I got a call from somebody. And he's just like, man, I've been looking for you. And there's one that talk. You see how you're doing. See if you're safe. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I and you forget how much you forget or you don't realize like the impact you put on somebody else's life. Like mm-hmm. I've had somebody else say like, um, you don't know that what you said to me that day just helped me so much. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking like. I was just telling you what I always tell, <laughs> you know, you just like, I was just saying, I was just handing out the same advice I hand out to everyone. Well, not even the same advice. That's why I stopped myself. <laughs> but like, I was just saying how I felt at that moment or what I was going through at the mm-hmm. moment. I didn't know I had the right words for you. I didn't know I said the right things. I didn't know I was there at the right time. Right. You know, and you never know. Like that day you came to the house, you know, like, and I didn't know you in just simple words, you know, your simple truth you know, help me mm-hmm. get through it, you know? So it's just like, that is powerful, you know? Right. And to, and it makes you feel good when somebody reminds you like, Hey, mm-hmm. you do make a difference. You do matter. You do care. You do make a change. And like, if you don't know anything else, know that you changed my life in my chapter, you know right. what I mean? So, um, don't like for people out there that, feel like they're worthless you don't know what you have done because mm-hmm. you're not there all the time you're not in people's head and that's what sucks because you wish you're in everybody's head you know what they <laughs> thought but it's like you're not so you don't know just by you saying hi to somebody yeah hi how you doing how's everything going right that changes some of my life when i talk to people on the phones at work like how, how are you doing today that changes your whole mood. They're they about to mm-hmm. cuss me. They were about to cuss me out. <laughs> it's like they'd be like, "I wasn't doing good, but since you asked me, you had this nice smile on your phone, you know, over the phone. You know, I'm gonna be nice to you. I'm gonna, you know, I get that a lot. But it's like, um, that's why I encourage people. Like when you're out, you see somebody, just say hi. Just, right. just say hi. How you doing? You know, um give that little chit chat. I know a lot of people got anxiety and just nervous about that. And some people may not receive it, but the people that do receive it, you don't know how they change their life. You don't know. Mm -hmm. Somebody was on the verge of breaking down. Like a lot of times in college, I thought people were, and the people did make fun of me because I always say, you okay, bro. You good, bro. You good, bro. You know, but I did that because a lot of times we'll say we're good and we're not we're right. broken and we're breaking inside we're just so i wanted to make sure that all my fraternity brothers that i care about that mm-hmm. that i was staying with because it would be devastating to know that i was living in a house with people and talk to people and one day they end up hurting themselves and because i didn't take the time out as a human being because that's being a human being caring mm-hmm. about other people being there for other people a lot of people got this view on what can I do for myself? What can I do? What, how's the, what's the biggest house I can get? The nicest car I can get? And they're not thinking about being human. Humanity, humanity mm-hmm. is being human and being there for somebody else when they need you. Right. You know? And um, I think we've gotten away from that in life. You know, just communicate and just say a simple hi. How you doing? With a smile on your face, can go a long way for somebody. You know. Yeah, why really they, yeah, why'd they say hi to me? You know, like, wh- who am I to them? Who, who am I to them? Why would they, why was they so nice to me? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not shit. I'm not worth anything. But someone did see, mm-hmm. you know, being seen, you know, 
That right. goes a long way. It does. It really does. It, kindness. Yeah. Kindness goes so far. Mm-hmm. You never, you never know what someone's going through. Mm-hmm. You can change your someone's whole day just by saying, "Hey, how's it going?" Like in yeah. a nice tone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Sometimes you'd be like, hi, how you doing? And they lay everything on you. <laughs> <laughs> they could be like, man, it's a shit day. <laughs> yeah. And they talk to you and you're like, oh, God, I shouldn't <laughs> ask that. But, you know, you just by you asking, really, it's like a f- few minutes out of your life mm-hmm. to hear somebody ramble about their life is not going to hurt you, not going to kill you. Right. And, you know, being genuine is not going to kill you. Mm-hmm. It's like, actually, it might save your life you know right a lot of people think opposite if i give this person a ride if i do something for somebody they might be out to do bad and that's sad because a lot of times that's true but i feel like some sometimes we have to take those risks mm-hmm. as humans to just go out our way give that person a dollar that you see on the street you know whatever it is that you got in your pocket you know because like i said everybody's not got bad intentions everybody's situation isn't because they didn't, they just don't want to work. There's some people out here that genuinely like are homeless or can't do stuff for themselves because they're mental, because they've been broken and, um, they need somebody. So for those people, we have to be a little bit more patient. A lot right. of people are just so aggressive. I'm like you get out there and do what you, we understand. You mm-hmm. understand there's people using the system and taking advantage, but there's some people that really just need that extra help. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I think that's great advice. Just a couple of minutes out of your day isn't going to going to ruin it if you're trying to help someone else. Yeah. And you could literally save someone's life. Yes, yes, you can. Yeah, I think that's great. Um, I, w- I usually ask everyone, I want to take a complete like 90 degree turn. Oh um, Lord! <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. Okay. Um, I know. I know you. Uh, you took some time, like out of, out of you know doing your normal thing, and like you traveled places, and I love talking to people about their traveling. Yeah. So, I'll, like, what what's some cool places that you've been? Things that you've done? Places you've seen? Um. So to be quite honest, I didn't start really traveling until like. 2000 i mean right after college that's when i really started traveling i got on my first plane in 2015 for julian's wedding really yeah you haven't been on a plane yeah ever since yeah i went before that i was like i'm this is my first time getting on a plane first time getting on a plane and my co-worker was like yeah um he's like you get on a plane tomorrow right and i was like yeah yeah he's like um actually like it was the same day he's like you get on a plane today after work i was like yeah yeah i'm excited he's like i want to show you a video he just showed me a video of planes crashing. <laughs> like an asshole. Yeah, like, like a boy, like, but like, um, first plane ride, it was, it was, uh, I, I just meet people and people talk to me and people help me. And it's just, mm-hmm. um, that was nice. And, um, so it's like, I went to one year, I went to like a f- few different places, like back to back. And I don't know why I was just like, I told myself this is gonna be a year of travel, and I'm gonna travel. Mm-hmm. And I visited friends, all of them friends, so I didn't have to pay for no hotels because they let me stay at their places. <laughs> you know, it's nice I was having like, friends in yeah, different places. I was bumming it <laughs> <laughs> house to house, 
But um, the first place I went to was New York. I went to go see um, one of my favorite couples, um, Robin and Reggie. That they just got married. I just went to their wedding. Oh yeah, in August. Yeah, um, in Georgia, and I met them. They lived in New York, so I went to New York to see them. New York was, um, New the, York. I liked New York. The city. Yeah, this yeah. New York City. New York City. Okay. The reason why I like New York City. Because no one's paying attention to you. I don't. That gives me some comfort that uh-huh. no one is looking at you. I mean, there's people looking at you, but you don't know. Mm-hmm. And it's like nobody's worried about you. Everybody's right. just going on and minding their own business. I, some for reason I know I just talked about caring about other people, <laughs> <You know? laughs> but there's some comfort in like no one's paying attention to you. Nobody's worried about you. Yeah, you they're know? worried about their own life. Yeah, and I really enjoy that. Yeah. There's there's that like famous quote. I know I'm gonna butcher the hell out of it, but it's like <laughs> New York City is the place you could freeze to death in the street and no one's gonna notice. Yeah, that's horrible. But at the <laughs> same time, yeah, like yeah. it's like it's like it's a freeing feeling. As mm-hmm. well. Like you can be free and there might be somebody look at you, but there's someone that's just not it's just you you can come invisible. And I know like a lot of times growing up I wanted to be invisible. And New York is a place where you wanna be invisible. You can be invisible. If you want to be seen, you want to be seen. You uh-huh. know, it's just, if you want to be undercover, you can be undercover. <laughs> what do you want to do? <laughs> but um, New York was really nice. I just didn't like how they lived on top of each other. Everybody yeah. was very on top of each other. And the smells are interesting. So, yeah. New York City is smelly. Yeah. But I had pizza, and I will say, they're not lying. The pizza tastes totally different. It is the best pizza. It is. It is. It's totally different from any other piece I've had. Um, I read this, I wrote the subway. It wasn't as interesting as I thought it was. <laughs> it was confusing. <laughs> confusing. And it's like, you, I, it was like, I forced when I went. So like normally when I go to friends and they invite me, mm. not talking about my friends, but they're like great hosts. These friends were not great hosts. They're from New York. I don't know what it was. New York and Cleveland, I don't know, but they were <laughs> not great hosts. <laughs> and um, they told me the second day, they was like, look, we got work and we're not doing anything else. We went to Subway. We went to the Subway and we went to the bridge and that's all we're doing. So I was like, what the heck? So I had to... Um, so I was just like, what can I do? So there was a park that was playing music. And you know me, Cameron. When you hear music, and oh, yeah. I I can be in a bad mood. And then when we go in the club, it changes. I'm just like, I'm dancing. I'm moving my body. It's you perk just up. Yeah, I yeah. perk up. You feeling it? Well, I heard the music. They was like, it's $60 to get in. It's a park. You, they want me to pay sixty dollars to get park. in the market. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but free park. You want to pay sixty dollars, but I paid because I heard music and I saw women that were beautiful. So I was <laughs> went in, there, I went in, and um, it was reggae music. Something about reggae music, reggae. It's just like it's fun. It's inviting. It's very like you gotta move. And for the, for, it was awkward at first, but I met people and they joined me, invited me. They let me do the smoke their hookah. They let me drink their drinks. They were very inviting, mm-hmm. and I wasn't expecting that from New York people because I just heard New York people are mean and rude. You know, all this, <laughs> that is very opposite. This, yeah. So, um, but I actually find out New York people are not rude. They're just they're ready to get yeah. they're to the point. And um, so when and then 
I decided to go to because we were I was in Ken. I don't know. I was in Brooklyn. I don't know mm-hmm. exactly street, but um, and then I decided I was going to go to uh, Times Square by myself on the bus. It's, okay. And I had on the bus, yeah, not I, the subway. Yeah, well, I took buses and then took subways. Okay, so there's times when my phone didn't work and I was using my phone, but it was like the connection sucked. So I just was like blinding and asking people. Like I would ask multiple people because some people would tell you stuff. You know, mm-hmm. like I know if somebody asks me, "Where do we get this place?" I might give them fake directions <laughs> 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 to make it seem like I've been here. You know. <laughs> And it might be completely wrong. So I just would ask people, and then when I would get the same information, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. But it was like, I did it. I was so proud of myself because I had to go out of my comfort zone to talk to people. Mm-hmm. I had to depend on myself. I didn't have to follow anybody. And I was just like, I did it. That was like big accomplishment for me. So New York was just like, I gained something from New York. Like, okay, you can do this by yourself. That's when I realized, like, Okay, you can travel, you can do things by yourself, you know. Yeah. Um California, LA was amazing. Rooftop parties I went to. Um there was pools on the rooftop. I just never just that type of atmosphere, just like seeing that type of structure was beautiful. Um the people very diverse and just like the weather about California was nice and everybody wasn't living on top of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, California was just I think California as much as people be like I disagree with me and my friends disagree with me was the best place I visited just because I know that's cliche but it's just like all the vibes I was I heard about I got you know yeah there was a lot of fights in LA though when I went there and so I got so many videos of fights on um Oh, that LA. reminds me. You saw like some some homeless people fighting, yeah. like at a taco <laughs> truck or something. Yeah, he, he told him this a homeless guy came and he took a burrito outside of the trash can, and I that's what they said. And he was claiming he was going to call the Better, Better Business Bureau. He was calling mm-hmm. them, you know, slurs, Hispanic slur slur names, and um. Then something happened where these other couple came in and these other friends and this girl was about to fight this guy. It was a lot, you know, it was a lot. Um, some homophobic slurs was thrown out there. It was just a lot. And then my friends was like talking to the cops snitching. And I was like, nah, <laughs> I don't snitch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened. I'm going to record was, this yeah. fight and then I'm going to leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was... Good vibes, good vibes. It was like, I know, like, I think it was just like I was there for the amount of time that I needed to be there. Because mm-hmm. my friend, I heard other things from a friend that obviously stayed in California. Like, um, that it's hard to find people that are genuine there, you know. But I didn't need to find anybody genuine there because I wasn't going to be there for too long. So, <laughs> like, everybody was a party to me, you know. Like everybody was my friend at that time. <laughs> I'll never see you again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But I actually did gain a lot of good friendships from California that I still talk to now. Yeah, so. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's good. Um, do you do you plan on, like, going out there? And, like, I know that's, like, the one of the big places to go to make music. Do you plan on going out there again? Like, try to do something? Um, if I have a reason to go out there. I had a reason to go out there. And my mm. um, friend that does my music, he's now in London. So, right. I mean, I'm um, 
there's Shay that went to our school and Tiffin, Shayla. Mm-hmm. She's out there. So, I mean, I could definitely go visit her. But um, it's not a place like I want to move to. Right. Um, or that's a lot of money. You know, like I – I w- if it if it happens if somebody's like hey I'm gonna move you out to California and you know we do a project together I'll definitely do, I'm always down to do new things and right. do exciting things but at the same time it's like I'm cool <laughs> like it would be nice for a vacation but to stay yeah. there no yeah. so is uh, is the Columbus area something you want to stay is, a, is this where you want to stay or do you want to move no like my name is uh. My name on Instagram is Columbus underscore love for people that want to follow me. But um, I I love Columbus because that's where I came from. But mm-hmm. it's not a spot that I plan on staying. I, I obviously purchased property out here. Um, but it's not a place that um, I see myself being forever. I definitely want to travel. And come back and visit, you know, maybe right. even settle here. I probably won't settle here, but maybe, you never know what's in the future. But at the end of the day, like, I definitely want to move to different places and different locations. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, yeah. I grew up here. You love it. But yeah. maybe at some point down the road, it's time to move on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just like some people here, like, everybody has people have different views but it's like a majority similar views and stuff like mm-hmm. that you just want to get di- into different culture and different places and just like g- going to Colorado going to California going to um Washington DC those all so different you oh, know yeah. different people different atmosphere you know just finding the right atmosphere and like Columbus is nice but it's always good for change and um sometimes you just need a different atmosphere to be in Oh, for sure. I think, you know, travel is one of the best ways to experience life, in my opinion. Where would you go if you wanted to move? Where would I go if I was going to move? Man, I really love the western side of America. Uh, I I would probably go to, like, Colorado or somewhere around that area. Yeah. Yeah. I can see you in Colorado. I can see you in New York, too. I, I also love New York City. Yeah. For similar reasons as you. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. No one really cares on who you are <laughs> walking yeah. down the street. Yeah. That's what I like. And the food in New York City. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's different. I, I didn't really go to a lot of different restaurants. But like I really? said, the, yeah, I didn't get to do that. But California, I did. California, mm-hmm. I got to go to a lot of different restaurants. I've, I've never been to California, and I've but I've heard, like, you can go... It's like New York City. You can go anywhere, and it's not going to be a bad meal. Yeah. Like, you're going to have a great meal every spot you go. Yeah. And you can find whatever in New York and California. Mm-hmm. Anything you're looking for, you right. can find. Yeah. Even you can find the wildest things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's what's great about the city. Like, I hear a lot of people grow, say, like, when I grow up, I'm a – go to the country and like my family's from West Virginia and I, I got that countryside of me and like and I just don't like the thought of being isolated in the country you know like I'm a definitely city boy at heart like I can do right. country for a little while like Tiffin four years I was like my f- fourth year I was like okay get me out of this 
place. Yeah. Like, just the city is so convenient. But one thing I will say, um, before I moved back to Columbus, because I was in the Lida, Lima area mm-hmm. for a minute, um, just the care and food, like, like coming here and getting service is trash. <laughs> like, service <laughs> and just, like, how, you pre- how they prepare the food is trash. Like, you can tell, like, in the country they prepare with love. They put their heart into it, and it's just like, and oh yeah, you don't got to deal with a lot of crowds in the country and stuff. Mm-hmm. There's some, there's pluses and minuses. Like, even though there's all place different places that you can go to and you can choose from in the city, like, there's gonna be time, patience, and love into like food as, as, a, as a simple fast food restaurant. Right. You know what I mean? So that's one thing I do like about the country and just the hospitality, like, and living in Elida. I was just driving and people were waving and I was just like, and I wouldn't wave back <laughs> because it's like, what? This is suspicious. <laughs> Why are you waving at me? But it's just like, people are really just nice. Like that's just common to do. Like, Oh yeah. Here in New York. I mean, New York here in Columbus, you wave at somebody, somebody might flip you off. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's a Midwest hospitality. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, I I traveled, you know, to the city and had, you know, the experiences. Don't wave at anyone. Don't say hi to anyone. Yeah. And I'll, I'll walk into, a, you know, a, a restaurant in the country with, you know, like, population of less than 10,000 people. And yeah. people are like, hey, how are you doing? How's your day? And I'm like, who are you yeah, and like, why do you care? Yeah, like, exactly. But, like... <laughs> Like that, it's funny that you mentioned in California. Like, don't talk to nobody. There was I was in L.A. We were coming down, and we were downtown L.A. And so, like, we're not too far from Skid Row, so there's a lot of homeless people on the ground, you know. Yeah. And people in my um my producers like watch out where you walk, cause some people just take shits on the <laughs> on the sidewalk. And so I was walking, and so across the street we were waiting for the you know the light to turn red mm-hmm. so we can go and, and there's this i don't know if he's homeless guy but he looks homeless and <laughs> you know people wearing that kanye west stuff so it's holy you never know you never know <laughs> just might just be hoes in the shirt I homeless know. or crazy kanye <laughs> yeah man. who knows <laughs> but um he started doing like karate moves and i'm into dragon ball z so immediately <laughs> i start doing it up. back yeah <laughs> i start coming and my friends like don't do that stop stop do not do that <laughs> it was like he's like he might get re- he might react <laughs> but i was just like i thought he was he was you know showing love i was like yeah i'm into this shit too i can get karate i can do dragon ball z i can summon some power i can do a spirit bomb <laughs> Oh my god, I'm dying. My friends just panicking, like, no, stop, don't do anything. Like, stop, leave him alone. (laughs) Don't look at him. Don't try to fight him. (laughs) You know, I thought it was a bonding moment. Like, he would start doing the crime (laughs) move across the street. I was like, across the street doing, you know? He was just like, nah. It's hilarious. Gotta watch out for people like that. (laughs) That is so funny. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. Um. All right. So, 
on that note, we've been here for quite a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, there's a question that I ask everyone at the end here, and I know this like this episode has a lot of good life lessons in it. Mm-hmm. I love it. Uh, I want to ask you though, like the one piece of advice you would want to live on, um, you know, after you're gone, what's, what's that one thing that you want to say to anyone, future kids, family, someone, you know, random that you want to touch their heart? Like, what's that one thing? Um, you, the advice I would want to give people, um, is that like talking about mental health, Mm -hmm. um, suicidal, um, thoughts, um, you don't know how your story ends. You do not know if your story gets better. So who are you to close your story when the end of your story could help so many other people? So continue to read your story. It may get better. Mm -hmm. I know it looks like it's not, but if you've never seen freedom, then it's not going to look like it's going to be you ever see it. But this life is crazy. This life is <clears throat> those different things at you. You never know. Like the next day you might see somebody and they might change your life. So do not end your story early. Continue to read it. It might be a beautiful book. It probably will be a beautiful book because it's your life. So enjoy it. Read it and wait out to the end. Yeah. You don't get to choose your end. So. I love it. Yeah. I love it. There's, yeah, like I just said, there's a lot of good life advice in this one. Yeah. And I I really think that was like the icing on the cake. Yeah. Seriously. Thanks. Man. I, I love it. Um, yeah, let's wrap it up here. Thank you so much for coming out. Yeah, thank I really you appreciate me, it. Yeah. Uh, do you want to like plug your music really quick? Is there like, do you have a Spotify page, SoundCloud or anything? Yes, I have a SoundCloud, um, but I actually lost. You I, you were asking me about music, and I don't have anything. My uh, SoundCloud is actually uh, the password is lost, so I don't have that. But okay. it is it is under Columbus Love, so you can still find it. Um, mm-hmm. Or Zell, Z-Y-E-L. Yeah, Z-Y-E-L. Z-Y-E-L. Yeah, okay. my full name is Denzel, so um, it's like... Z- Zale or Zael, whatever you want to pronounce it, but that's my um, stage name, Z-Y-E-L. And you can look at um, my music on Spotify. Um, just There won't be new updated music because mm-hmm. I'm making new stuff and everything for the new website. But yes, um, and, under, and also you can hear some of my stuff on Instagram, Columbus underscore love. I said that multiple times, sorry. <laughs> Very <laughs> fun. <laughs> yeah, so. And then I got my Snapchat, but you know, don't snap me anything inappropriate. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Daddy B20. Yeah. I'll link some stuff in the description so people can find you pretty easily. And uh, yeah, thank you so much again for coming out. Really appreciate it. Um, Thank you for having me again. Yeah. It's been my pleasure. Sounds good. And until next time, take care. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Fatal to Prejudice. If you or anyone you know would like to be a guest, please visit my website at CameronShads.com and fill out the contact me form. Please fill out the subject line as podcast interview and write me a small blurb on why you or someone you know should be a guest.
I'll leave a link in the description for ease of access. You can support this podcast by listening to it on your favorite podcasting site. Please like, comment, share, and subscribe. Another way to support is by becoming a Patreon at patreon.com forward slash fatal to prejudice. Patreon is the only monetary support system. If you would like to sign up and support through there, I am forever grateful for you. Again, thank you for tuning in.